You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, thank you for joining us for The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at mytalk1071.com. I am Ms. Shannon, always very happy to come in here and talk to our rotating panel of experts that make your life so much easier. And I I just got a little pat on the back from the two ladies that are here this morning <laughs> yes. because clearly I have been paying attention. So if we had a quiz on uh, financial advisor terms, I think that I would at least get a C+. Oh, you feel good about yourself. <laughs> you feel good about yourself. So joining us this morning from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. We have Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik-Seifzer. Thank you very much Hello. for joining us Good again morning. this morning. It is a bright, sunny day in yes, the neighborhood, great. and we are going to give some people some great advice and help them on the road to financial freedom. We are. We yes, have some we good will. information here. Yes. And you know what's always interesting when you ladies are coming in is that a lot of the subject matter that we discuss are things that if you just saw the buzzwords, it's kind of the thing that makes right. you kind of tune out. Like, I don't know enough about that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. That's something mm-hmm. that applies to someone else mm-hmm. or something I want to think about two, three, ten years down the road. Right. You yeah. just put it off. We try to, we're trying to figure out lunch. Exactly. What are we having for lunch? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so to actually get mm-hmm. some of these things off of your plate as a mom, as a parent, just as a, a human being in general, it's very freeing. So thank you for sharing it all is. this information. Yes. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Yeah. So Happy what are we talking it. about again today? Give us a little taste of what we're going to cover today on The Mom Show. Today we wanted to talk about kind of the, the psychology of investing and people's behavior and things we do and how do we how do we react sometimes and what are better ways to react and how, we're going to we're going to bring up some things on how do you become more confident in your investing later but we wanted to talk about just the psychology of investing and what kinds of things should you be aware of should we all be aware of that are things that sometimes we all can tend to do um, or emotions sometimes can get involved with right. investing right where we can be we can base our decisions on emotions instead of common sense right so we help people that's one of the things we help people with but you know men and women do things differently too mm-hmm. women are traditionally they're they're a little bit more emotional that's how we make a lot of our decisions and right women need to understand that uh, that and that's why we have males and females though in life because it gives there can both be good sides balance, yeah, right. Good balance. balance right and I know because mm-hmm. This is probably something very near and dear to your heart because you did start as someone who was, you know, more studying in the psychology field. Right. I think I think psychology is fascinating. I think human behavior is fascinating. I have a degree in psychology and I have always wanted to be able to help people in some way. And that's why I went into that field. And and just again, my mom Mm -hmm. being in this industry for so long and being a great mentor for me helped me to see how how people really needed the help in that financial aspect of their lives. So that's what drew me to this industry is wanting to use kind of my understanding of people and human behavior to be able to help people with their finances. I know it's right. funny when you talk to people, sometimes people will say, you, you know, I don't want you to think this is weird or funny with, right. with how they handle their money, but it right. is interesting how people do certain things with their money almost to save themselves from themselves. Right. Right. They'll say, oh, well, I'm one of those people. I definitely. did this because I knew otherwise I would touch it or right. I did. I put it here. Or I, did, I just, I just put the money there and then I never looked at it again. Right. And right. they'll so say, I, I don't know it. what it's 
right. doing. I don't even know how much is there. I don't open the statements. You hear, right? We right. hear all sorts and, of things. Right. And and it's just interesting to see the dynamics of the investor. And right. so that's mm-hmm. one of our roles is to really help people to go through the ups and downs of their lives, the up and and downs of the market, and really to be a coach and a mentor in that area. And we encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And I do remind everybody, we're going to give some great information uh, today, but we do Mm -hmm. encourage you to go and see your own financial advisor. And we remind everybody that securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Fantastic. Right. So that's, so, go ahead. I was going to say part of being successful in investing too is doing the opposite of what you think is the best or okay. what your emotions tell you that, what right. is the best. Sometimes if we're making decisions based on our emotions, which we do a lot of the time, right? right? Because right. our, our, we're fear based. Uh, well, yeah. We can be, we can you know, be afraid of be the market. strong emotion. Right. Fear it, is a very strong emotion. When right. you are counseling your clients, how do you balance the working from a position of strength and knowledge versus that thing that they always tell us to do about trusting your gut? Well, part of what we do is we, that's why it's so important to look at the total picture of Mm -hmm. where someone's at, their age, what their assets are, what they have, look at that total picture. And then I was just talking to someone yesterday about what we do. We guide and help people. We make recommendations because people that are not in the industry don't do what we do every day. We study it. We look at, we have the experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to help guide and direct people in their, in their life and really give recommendations. So that we'll take the fear out. We'll take the emotions out. We'll take all of that out and say, this is what we would recommend. But what's interesting is that we can we can look at it from an academic standpoint. Right. We can look at it from a statistic standpoint. We can say statistically or, or you know, based on the numbers and rationally, right. this would be a good portfolio. But we've also learned over the years that that doesn't always mean that's the best portfolio for that person. Even though on paper right. it yes. may say this is what would match up with people. So we've also learned to really assess, again, people's kind of that human behavior side of it. Right. Look at what have they done in the past? What is their comfort level with this? Because even if this looks like something that would be appropriate for, for example, for you, Shannon, right. if you're someone that, if you're going to watch it every day, or if you're going to track things, or if you if you behave a certain way, then this ABC thing may not be the right, right thing right. for you. <laughs> X, y, don't Z watch it every day. May be a better thing for you because we don't want you getting an ulcer, right? right. And even though it may get you to your goal, because you say this is my goal, right. it may get you there. You may not be able to take it emotionally. So right. we right. have to the look at the whole picture. Might be the roller coaster, right. yeah, right. exactly. So we have to look at the whole picture, and we have to understand the person on some different levels. And what's interesting, we were just. We were talking about right. um, this morning, even an article that was for financial advisors. Okay, and it mm-hmm. was it was trying to advise financial advisors that they need to be more in tune with the behavioral and emotional side of investing, not just you know designing the portfolios and looking at the performance and all the you know it was those are all important things too. Correct, but that they have to also be in tune with that other side of it. Right, right. you can't be the smartest advisor on there and know all the numbers in and out without understanding. Really, what people. the best, right, right? The best, I, the best circumstance recommendations for people. It's right. so important. And yeah. I'm sure that helps you actually make that connection so people can trust you mm-hmm. to help right. them make these decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I can understand, like, there's so many different shows. Like, well, I'm one of those people that will try to self educate 
to the point that then I stress myself right. out right. because mm-hmm. there are, you know, you have some friends are saying you really mm-hmm. should watch this particular person on television or you mm-hmm. should watch this lady. And so trying to find mm-hmm. someone that can articulate it in right. a way that is appropriate for you. Comfortable mm-hmm. with and right. you trust. Those are all important mm-hmm. aspects. Yes. Yep. It's good because you want to ask those questions. And like, like you had said, if people have questions, Feel free to call in and it doesn't have to be about the psychology right. of investing questions. Right. Right. You can if maybe you just got your social security statement and you want some help <laughs> decoding <these>? this. <laughs> so, but yeah. we're, we're happy to, we're happy to be a resource here. If people have questions, if you don't feel comfortable calling, certainly you can reach out uh, through our website, clearstepfinancial.com. You can ask a question. We do the complimentary consultations. If people want to sit down and have us look at your whole picture, we're happy to do that too. Right. So, or call. We can call right. too. 651 641 1071. That's the number. Now, when we are going through uh, the subject matter we're covering today, the psychology of investing. Yes. When I am starting that foundational piece mm-hmm. and trying to determine how I should start thinking about things, what's the first question I should ask myself? Well, how do I pa- do that? Part of getting uh, helping a person get started are some educational concepts. Okay. So we try to go through these with most people when we sit down with them. And so we're all about educating and teaching about money and finance because if someone understands the basics and the under, the money concepts, then they can make better decisions with mm-hmm. their own finances mm-hmm. if they understand that. So one of one of the number one in our areas of the psychology of investing is actually dollar cost averaging, and okay. it's what we teach people. So, it, and you have to be patient with it. It's not you're not going to be a hundred thousand <laughs> uh, dollar assets in one day. If or, you're starting, right? right, right. And some people have that, and that's the first that's the first wall is really the hundred thousand dollar wall. And some people have that. Some people are way beyond that. Some people are building up to that. But that there's there's a mental wall there with that first hundred thousand. Carla, what do you mean? So getting to that, like making the decision so, to like grab your of cup it. of coffee, everyone, and <laughs> yes. take a seat. So, so, so yes. all of it, it's all psychological because it's uh, so a lot of people. What they'll do, they'll get to fifty thousand or sixty or seventy, and they'll say, "Oh, I need a boat. <laughs> okay. I need a new house. Ah, I need to take okay. a loan out of my four hundred one k, and I can pay myself back. Isn't that a great idea?" there which it isn't because you're losing compounding and compounding is one of the great wonders of the world i think it's very interesting that you just articulated that because cassandra and i we've had that conversation Mm -hmm. because i'm not but i i have just enough money Mm -hmm. in my ira that i'm almost (laughs) at 50 and i was like that feels like a lot of money yeah right (laughs) and you do want to spend it (laughs) because it feels like you can make up ground that's interesting that you said it that way so the rule of 72 is right 72 Mm -hmm. divided by let's Let's say you can get uh, 10% on your money. That means every seven years, your money will double. So if you can average around 10% in seven years, your money should double. Okay. And that's that's the being patient, letting it ride, not being too emotional. Don't watch it every day. <laughs> it's so difficult because there's, you know, sushi doesn't buy itself. You know, there are so no, many things doesn't. I want to do. No, money. it doesn't. Right. I know. <laughs> well, we have to go to our first break. So when we get back, what are we going to cover? Well, when we get back, we're actually going to talk about why it's not good to micromanage. Okay. And we'll also take your calls here on The Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the folks from ClearStepFinancialAndMomsTalkMoney.com.
Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. You can always find previous episodes. Just go there, use the keyword Mom Show. In with us today from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com, Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik Cypher. Thank you very much, ladies. So we are talking about the psychology of investing. We are. And and yes. and I do like these kinds of terms because I know that each of us, we have, you know, different buzzwords and different things that kind of trigger us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure that you get all of the spectrum of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of people. You know, there's like right. crazy people like me that I'm like, if you gamify <laughs> it, I'll do better. Can you give me a little chart? And I need stars. I need, a, I need like little awards Accolades. for myself. <laughs> right. You're doing a good job. Exactly. How do I get my little mini pass on the back? Should we start sending you stars in the mail? Yes, that would be great. And then I'll just stick them up on the fridge. Kind of little but you know, stars. that's a good point because mm-hmm. when you're, like you had mentioned, when you're making some changes in your life, right? and I see this when people retire, they have to bring down their spending or look at their total, look at everything, right? And reevaluate right. it and and do what you can to get your house paid up before retirement. And all of those are things that people do, right? Or if you're in a saving mode and you want to lower your expenses and really mm-hmm. hunker down right. and, and be disciplined, it does take, it takes a daily focus. It's difficult. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a chance. You know, it takes about, and I think, Cassandra, you mentioned that it takes about 30 days to change a habit. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first 30 days are the toughest until it gains momentum mm-hmm. to really make those shifts and changes in their lives to either it spend does. less Even or... little things. My husband right. and I recently were talking about, because when we were early on in our marriage, we would go to coffee shops sometimes. Yes. Right. coffees periodically. Right. And right. it was at least, it wasn't every day. Right. It was at least weekly, sometimes a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Right. And we consciously said we just want to make it at home more and just save that even little bit right just right. To, it all adds up it doesn't adds it up. I mean, yes. it does so and now we we barely ever go to coffee shops we we just always make it at home but it's just and we were just thinking about that the other day we thought isn't that funny how we used to spend so much going to those places right. and we made that shift but it did it took you have to consciously decide that you right. want to make a shift for a purpose. Yes. And you have to and know what that purpose is. Correct. Right? Yes, yeah. what I'm is, sure. What is the reason you would want to do it? Because we don't right. want to just change Otherwise things you that we're enjoying for right. no you come reason. from a position right. of loss. You know, because right. then it feels right. like exactly. all I do is like, I'm restricting, I'm restricting, right. I'm restricting. Right. And right. not being able to sit there and go, oh, no, no, this is the goal. And so there right. is a benefit that I can enjoy there as is. well. You just feel right. like, well, well, I don't do anything good for right. me. Right. It's like, right. no, or maybe you're doing it for a di- <laughs> like, and right. I, we don't want It is tricking yourself. Right. It is tricking yourself and going, I'm not doing this because I'm doing that right. right, and that's why the process of sitting down and going through it involves that goal setting aspect. Right. What are you trying to accomplish here? Because we need people to consciously look at and decide what what is their goal in the end here. Because we need to know number one, we need to know where you're trying to get to, right. and we need to be able to design things so that you can get there. Right. Like but when then, do you want to retire? Right. Do you want vacation money? Like we will talk about how we'll have separate pots of money for vacation or separate pots of money for incidentals. Uh, and that goes through retirement, too, because I see people at retirement that you depend on certain portfolios for your income. Well, it'll be it's probably a good idea to have a separate portfolio just for the vacation or just for those a car. Mm-hmm. You need a new car. 
uh, something for the incidental. So, mm-hmm. it's, yep, it's But important. it's those goals and knowing what you're trying to work towards that can help you make those decisions right. daily, right? I'm, I'm going to make coffee at home or maybe <laughs> right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my lunch more <laughs> right. instead of go out to lunch. Or and what, I'm going to save that, that extra like. $50 a month and right. I'm going to put it in a are, Roth IRA. Right. There are places that money, we call it hides. Okay. <laughs> right. It's there, right, in our, in our everyday lives. But there's money there that sometimes we don't see that we have that we could save. Right. And sometimes just being creative in different ways right. is right. all it takes. Right. So, But the next thing we wanted to talk about is, is why it's not good to micromanage your investments, especially okay. if you, no matter where you are, whether you're retired or whether you're just starting out, you, it's let us micromanage it. Let <laughs> right, us, right. That's let our, us that's get the job. ulcers. That's what we were talking about on the <laughs> yeah. way here. We have health insurance too. <laughs> we'll get the ulcers. Okay. It's our job to get the ulcers. But and then but then you can communicate, you can you can look at it, but but with technology and with the way that you can monitor things right. every day and but Don't also look at it every day. with the markets and some of the volatility that right. we've we see more and more of on a daily basis, even though it might yeah. be a good year, there could be so much more daily yeah. ups and downs right. that if you are tuned in every day to that and then you start to get emotionally involved with it, that can really be impactful you know what, for you. Do you know what I see more and more people doing, which is really neat, mm-hmm. um, especially women, but I'll see this in men too. I'll see women that say they just look at it when the quarterly statements come in. Okay. Or they'll just look at it once a year at the end of the year. They mm-hmm. just look at it and they trust us to do our job and then they just look at it. And for growth portfolio, growth money, you know, you have different pockets of money. Some are, Some's more conservative, some's more moderate, some's more growth, right? Right. So for those growth investors to have that kind of mentality, is can be very good Mm -hmm. it's not that you don't monitor and verify that's always good for clients to do that but let let us trust us to do that job and and really put you in a portfolio that we trust and then if there's any changes we would allow you or we would let you know on that but now i see more and more even men though doing that saying you know what I'm at a time in my life. I trust you. I trust the portfolio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. Like um, this one guy told me that recently. I'm going to. Ju- I just watch it at the end of the year. I pull my statement mm-hmm. at the end of the year. I so, don't watch it every day. Or um, they just live their life and enjoy enjoy life. Life is meant to be enjoyed. But Carla, mm-hmm. you mean there's a difference between micromanaging that overall investment account right. versus. Paying attention, paying attention to your so checking you, account and balancing your so checkbook. That's different, so you still right? have to pay attention to your investing right. That's a different money. emotion. That's right. a different emotion. You need to pay attention <laughs> right. to your finances, so you, but don't micromanage your the big pots of money. You're investing. Okay. Trust, if you can trust, you know, hopefully you do trust. You got to build the trust. You know, right. trust takes time to mm-hmm. build it and maybe watch it closer in the beginning. You have to understand the portfolios that you're into. It's important to always understand what you're invested in. If you don't right. understand it, then you shouldn't be invested in it and uh, let the advisor help you through all that and guide you through that and then Mm -hmm. trust that okay that that and then verify you have to like you said you have to review and manage it and all of that but not not daily traditionally not daily only the traders uh the the guys that do that trading gals and gals and guys that do the daily trading you know that's that's their you know then do that that's your role because mm-hmm. i do notice like when the news comes on and it gets to that point and we start you see the 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 frenzy 
in one of those like Wall Street right. things and the right. little tickers going across the oh, bottom. I'm, I'm, like, I, I know, I'm like, it looks like something I should pay attention to, but I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they have about. to try as to make it I, seem that way, so right? Exciting, they have right. to make it, every single minute has to be something that you should want to pay attention <laughs> right. to. Shannon, like, right? People are just waving papers and shouting and I'm going, <gasps> red, red arrows going down, green arrows going up. Which ones am I invested in, right? Is that good? Is that good for me? Or I don't talk know. about some stock that I don't have anything to do with and right. it was like, obviously monumental in the finance so i get panicky like does that affect me because something (laughs) like some car dealership stock that i don't even know i'm like i don't even have that kind of car but that (laughs) but it does make me want to call you and go should i be concerned that hyundai is doing poorly (laughs) i just wonder it seemed like it was a big deal but i don't know why So, oh. so you're probably right. There's sometimes you should just go, okay, don't pay attention to that. Just go play your video game. Right. You're going to hurt your brain trying to pay attention to that. So how do I balance that? Um, you but, know, if there, But if you made a good events, point, though. You talked about your personal finances, your checking account, your, your spending. That's different right. than your long-term portfolios, your pots of money right. for saving and investing. Those are two separate areas of focus. Because you do right. need to pay attention to your yes. day-to-day finances. That is good to pay attention to. Because, because that like, also fluctuates. Yes. Right? right. But that's all your control. Because You have total control over that fluctuation. And it does feel like that is the part that makes you want to bury your head in the sand some days. It's like, oh, these right. bills are coming in and right. I'm that and I have to manage that and and try and figure out am I going to go out to coffee today or should I put this here? Right. So that part right. does seem the, that's the one that makes you want to tune out versus mm-hmm. the big right. pots so of money. So keep your yeah. goals, you know, uh, Cassandra, I think you mentioned that too. Have those goals of what you want your checking account to do. What okay. do you want your daily expenses? Do you want to, do you want to pull out five, you know, $50, a hundred, 200, 300? Can you free that up and just, okay. that's your, that's your focus. And it's always a, it was a, it's a spiritual law, so to speak, uh, that if you save first, Put your money in savings first. You get your money on a monthly basis, right? Take 10% of that and save it. Of course, there's other tithing and things like that people do, right? Mm -hmm. But if you save that first and then you pay your bills, you will become very, very financially independent in your life. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And then you had asked about balance. And so that's one of the next things we wanted to address is that you do have to have a balance. You can't, or we recommend that Mm -hmm. you don't be too conservative and also that you don't be too aggressive. So can we talk more about that too when yeah. we come back? I think those are, we have some really good points on some people get too conservative, too fast and too aggressive with their investing and they could not have they could outlive their money. All right. Well, we right. encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik Cipher from ClearStep Financial. Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, Cassandra Brazier, and Carla Zevnik Cipher from ClearStep Financial and MomstalkMoney.com are here as well. And so we talk about MomstalkMoney.com because that's a very easy place for people to find you. Mm-hmm. But ClearStepFinancial.com is a very easy way mm-hmm. for them to get a hold right. of you as well. Right, because we have a group of advisors that are in multiple states. 
We also mm-hmm. have uh, a number of different experts in different fields. We kind of have a team of different experts that work with us, whether it's state planning attorneys, CPAs and tax people, mortgage professionals, property and casualty. I mean, you name it. We've got people across the board in different industries so that we can kind of help people with a full picture of things because everything needs to work together. Right. Right. And it's encouraging the way that you work with your clients because, you know, and we and we make light of this, but it really is just being okay with I can have a team of people. Mm -hmm. I am that person. Mm -hmm. Even if you just live in a first ring suburb, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a Kardashian to have like there's a reason why these people have a team as well. Mm -hmm. So get yourself on some Kardashian status. (laughs) (laughs) And go, I can call a financial advisor as well. Because I remember before I met you. Cassandra and Carla, I remember back when I was still working, you know, as just a marketing director and I would have people go, well, they would suggest that I talk to them from um, use them as a financial planner or financial advisor. Somebody Mm -hmm. would make a call or somebody would come in and talk to our company. And I'll be honest, I always thought it was a scam. I'm like, why? (laughs) What are you going to do? Exactly. I didn't understand the process of, you know, how do I fund them? It just seemed like I was paying for something that I didn't need. I treated them like telemarketing. Yeah, with that thing because you don't really understand sometimes sure. what a financial and you know what? advisor does. Skepticism is good. Yeah. I always say skepticism is always good. Always have mm-hmm. your you know have your wall up, but then get information and right. And then you realize mm-hmm. that it really can be beneficial, which so, is what you did. Right. So before we go back into talking about some strategies and the psychology of investing, can we just sum up again what it is when I call a financial advisor right. like the folks over at Clear Step Financial? What kind of resources am I tapping into? Mm-hmm. So, well, so first off, I just want to go into a statistic that uh, 80% of all millionaires work with financial advisors, right? which is pretty neat. And some, mm-hmm. some are multiple advisors. You know, some people will have one or two advisors and that's, that's good too. One or two advisor for something for this and that, and they, they use people for different reasons. So there's nothing wrong with that as well. But when people come to us, we want to gather information and we have a four-page fact finder. We'll even email that out, and that's what we want to talk about. And then we look at statements. We look at life insurance because we do some unique things with life insurance. I know we've had a couple shows where uh, we'll work with that with long-term care. Long-term care is a huge concern for right. so many people mm-hmm. out there. And so we'll look, but we have to look at the total picture. It just helps us to ask the questions, income, expenses, where are you at, how old are you, how old is your spouse, children, dependent children, all of that. Do you have an estate plan? You know, we help people to set up, you know, when we work with people, we have the professionals around us that we work with, tax people, uh, estate planning people, and, uh, of course, you know, insurance and that type of thing that we work with. So mm-hmm. so right. it's just a process of really, again, gathering some information. And like she said, we can we can send the form out to people ahead of time. They can look through it. They can fill it in or not fill it in. Right. We right. give people that option. But that's what that's our conversation. The first time we meet is that four pages of information. Then we go from there. If we yes. need additional information in this area, we can ask and talk about that. And then it's a matter of us taking that information and really digging into it and having some time to look at all the different aspects, put strategies together, put all of our experience into what recommendations we right. make for them, get back together again. Usually, and I tell everyone this, our second time visiting is everyone's favorite. They right. love going right. through. Go through the information. Yeah. Oh my ideas, gosh, it's so strategy. neat. Like right. if you've ever done like a 21 and me, right? right? You want that you want that feedback, right. that information back about right. you, right? right. So it's it's going through pe- with people's personal information right. saying 
These are your retirement numbers. This is what it would take for you to save to get to this goal that you have. This, these are the recommendations we would make right. that can help you get there. These are areas that there's some gaps that if you fill these in, it'll help right. give you a little bit more stability in the long run, right? So it's giving right. people all those personal strategies and, and recommendations that are customized for their situation. Right. And we, we and were going from there. Right. And we were actually talking in the break here about how, you know, people do get emotional about the ups and downs of the market. We all want the 10%, 12% growth, right? right? But how many people can go through the roller coaster of some of those tra- uh, accounts? So some of the ideas, without getting into great detail, uh, it, that we really help people to grow money, but we help to protect it as well. Preservation is Preservation right. and, and just making sure that we don't go on the roller coaster ride along with everyone else. Because how many people remember 2008? Yes. It's, it's only, it's not that far away. No. And we all remember the 50% uh, drawdown yes. that occurred at that time. So, Well, we encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. If you have any questions for Cassandra and Carla, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We're going to go to the phones right now. Kathy, thank you for calling the Mom Show. Kathy, what is your question, please? Um, my question is about liquid assets. Um, right now, I have like, a, you know, several thousand dollars in a CD, and then I actually have some in my uh, checking account. And I know that, like, on the CD, I'm only getting 2.4%, but, you know, I always think, what if you needed to uh, buy a new car, or, like, when I had surgery, it cost several thousand dollars and that kind of thing. I'm just wondering if there's any better way to handle that type of money. Uh, Kathy, good question, and thanks for calling and uh, asking the question. So you're asking if uh, if if you could get a better rate of return on your CD because you might need it for expenses, car, medical. You never know what you're going to need cash for, right? Is that what is that right. the question? That yeah, and it's, it's after tax money, so I don't want to put it in a 401k or mm-hmm. anything. Right, you always want. You always want a portion of your money liquid available for what what you may need it. And part of the frustration that people have today is that we don't get a whole lot of return on our savings, on our CDs, and we feel like we're losing money in there because inflation let's say it's at 2 3% and we're we're not even necessarily keeping up with inflation. So, I understand and sometimes short-term money like that Kathy can 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 be there for years, right? So all of right. a sudden you're feeling, well, I'm not making anything on my money here. So, one of the ideas that we work with, we actually have a few strategies. Um so a, you know, so a couple things um, number one, if you sat down with us, we could talk to you and give you a couple ideas there. There's some portfolios that we use that are conservative that can make close to 5% on, you know, give or take right around there. They're probably a little bit more uh, volatile than a CD, a little bit. It's like a step above that. So we have a few strategies there. I always like to see, though, some money in a checking, in a saving that does not have fluctuation because you never know when you're going to need it. But then maybe take, it depends on how much you have, but then take half of that money, liquid money, and then put it in a vehicle that maybe you're getting a 5% rate of return on it so that uh, you don't feel like all your liquid money is not making anything. Because there are places that you can pick up more than like a 2.5% and still keep it relatively liquid uh, for, for let's say, half your, I'm kind of guessing on your savings without going into a lot of detail there with how much 
mm-hmm. how much but you it have is, in savings. But it is good to keep, like she said, keep yeah. some liquid. And what I would recommend, too, is if, there, if you've got thousands sitting in your savings, savings at a bank, those online savings, we talk about them, right, right, Shannon? Those online savings also can get you a little bit more. You should be at least in the 2% range. So without having to lock into a time frame of a CD, you could have money instead, that liquid, liquid money, in an online savings. I know sometimes... So I'm a baby, baby boomer and I'm not going to go online. I want to go to my Here bank. Here we go, the baby boomer's talking. <laughs> I want to go to my bank and I want to ask them for the money. But I have baby boomer clients that use online savings I, too. Right. So. And, as, and, and uh, as a Gen Xer, I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't have to go anyplace. I don't have to talk That's to right. them in face to face. So Kathy, so I'm yes. So your key kids too. are totally fine right. with not yeah. talking to people. So it's good that you've got liquid savings. That's wonderful because you want to have that cushion there. Three to six months of your income, or or, I'm sorry, of your expenses really is good for that cushion. So whether you have it in a savings, a CD, an online savings, it's good to have that liquid. That is good. But then more than that, we we do like to shift it so that it can have more value for you. You can be gaining more. Right. Sometimes you take half of your liquid savings and you put it somewhere. You know, some people, if you qualify for a Roth, some people stick it in a Roth IRA. Uh, because you can take money out of a Roth anytime. The the money you put into a Roth, you can take out. So that might be a good, if you're working, Kathy and I don't know um, your circumstances. Yeah. If, you know, if you're yeah. working and you qualify for a Roth from an income standpoint, that might be an option too. If you're not max funding your Roth through April 15th, you can still max fund a Roth from last year and then this year. Uh, depending upon your age, you got two more weeks, everyone. Two more weeks. <laughs> it's March thirty first. <laughs> but that's an that's an option too. I always say, you know, get that get that liquid money in in somewhere. Keep keep a thousand, two thousand, maybe. It depends on your what what is important to you. Some people are used to keeping ten thousand, fifteen thousand in their savings, uh, but maybe you don't need all that, and maybe then you take the rest and you put it somewhere. Where you're going to make more in your money? That's that's what I would recommend. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Keep some liquid, but take take some of it and get it to a position where you're going to make more in your money. And Kathy, we appreciate you calling. We can have our producer get your number and have the ladies follow up with you if you like. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. I love it when you mentioned the Roth because that was where I stashed a bunch of things and I forgot about it. Like then that was one of the things we were talking about is what do you micromanage and how do you trick yourself into doing the right things? (laughs) And so we, you know, we do need to go to break again, but what do we want to cover when we get back? I know we need to pick back up part of what we did before we went to Kathy's conversation, but what else do you want to cover? We're going to talk about one of the things you should never do with your finances. All right. That is going to be (laughs) very exciting. So make sure you come back to the mom show. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mom Show on MyTalk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik-Seifer have joined us again. Hello. We are helping you with the psychology of investing and also mm-hmm. taking your calls at 651-641-1071. And we just had Kathy call in and yes. you guys gave her some great advice. And, they, and and I love it when people like Kathy call in because you always feel like you're not doing enough. And right. so to be able to have you two ladies validate and go, you are on the right road mm-hmm. so you are doing and it's the good things. to ask those yeah. questions right. so thank you kathy because it is people do have those questions and i feel like i could be having more value or right. my money yeah. could be working better for right. me i think a lot of people have that feeling right sometimes it's just tweaking a little bit mm-hmm. you know you're on the right road but just maybe do this or this and it, and it does make a big difference sometimes tweaking can make a big difference mm-hmm. in your financial future right and so we did tease that there is something that you definitely should not yes. do 
None of us. Yes. yes. And we all do it. Right. <laughs> and that is? And that is to try and predict what the market's going to do. Now what the market's going to do. How am I supposed to not do that? I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> right. None of us, though. Think about it. Who, who can predict the market? Right. Can anyone predict the market? No can one everybody can predict the market. Everyone has an opinion. Friend, cousin, or uncle, neighbor, right. person sitting next to you in your Absolutely. office, talking heads on TV. Yes. It's it's all out there, so and the emotions are it, out there right, too. If you think about it, though, if no one can predict the market, then then right, then yeah. when you see those scary headlines, right, right, should you be as worried? I mean, no, right. No. There Correct. can be trends, though. There can be trends. So what right. what we would say is, no one can predict the market. We do know that there are cycles. There are cycles that happen. There's going to be good cycles, yes. bull markets, right? There's right. going to be down cycles, bear markets. I don't want to call them bad cycles, though, because there are ways to make money, too, right? in down markets. Okay. And, in, and one thing we talked about, too, actually, or that we talk about often with people in, in that behavioral side of it is when the markets are down and you have time to invest, that's when it's on sale. And that's when you get excited and put more money in. Okay. It's the but opposite. it's counterintuitive to your emotions, <laughs> right? right? But right. when you're investing and when and when you're when we look to at planning, we have to help mm. people plan so that they're prepared for the next bull market. Right. And mm. for the next bear market, bear market. recession. Right. You have to hold two different positions at the same time. Okay. You have to live this is a this is a an Eastern philosophy, but you have to live like you're gonna live for a hundred years, but you may die tomorrow. Right? You oh have right. to have Gosh, both okay. of those yes. mentality. You have to be prepared for the long term uh-huh. and the short term and tomorrow. Right. right. Because you don't know. None of us know. And um, even if you're retired, let's say you're getting retired, maybe you're in your 60s, you could live 30, 40 years Mm -hmm. into retirement. Right. And so what happens is sometimes people, too, get too conservative too fast. Okay. We we have to be able to outpace inflation. Otherwise, money... You're you're really you know money can't work for you, and we have to we have to continue to make it work for you in a, mm-hmm. in a smart way because the other side of that is you don't want to get too aggressive either because if that market you're starting to take money out of your you know income out of your portfolios all of a sudden the market drops we have a major even a correction even a yes. correction it takes time to recover from that and some of those you may never recover do you know that. In a retirement, I just uh, heard the statistics from a, um, one of our providers that people will experience five drawdowns in their retirement. Wow. Five okay. either corrections or recessions in their retirement that they will have to. Re- re- right. And there's, there's different ways you from. can be too aggressive. One of right. it is just the way your money is invested. The other way is taking more out from right. your investments than they can really sustain. So right. that's why Good one point. of the big keys that we look at is income planning right it's such a big piece it's not just where's the money invested but it's where are you taking money out of and when because the timing the market conditions and when you're pulling from what all that is so impactful on the whole spectrum of will you outlive your money or will your money outlive you Right. right and i know you had discussed about when that market starts to go down that our emotional right. response is we want to sell everything. We want to sell. Like, get out right. of the market. <laughs> exactly. And you're going, that is not the best strategy. But and if I you know look people at have it, said that often, but it feels like... That's I, the emotional right. side. That's the emotion. So, and the other side of that is that, look at our economy. Our The market is the American business and labor. And if that market stayed down, like let's say there's a correction, it stayed down, 
there is there would be no value. Nothing would have value in our okay. entire United States. We would have no value, and the that would be the least of your worries. Would be your investment, Fair right? Yes, you, okay. it would be food and water and shelter, probably. Right, not your investment. So that's worst case, and okay. I'm not saying we're going to be there because. That doesn't look like anything on the horizon, right? But so you just so don't take all your money out and start keep, putting keep it in a things ba- in perspective. You know, in a mattress again, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're not in mattress days, <laughs> right? No more mattress. <laughs> but I think that this goes back to you know what I know. We need to kind of wrap up with is why you would want to work with a financial advisor. So yesterday, yep. my mom's husband, we had his 70th birthday party. Okay. And the thing about, you know, he's, you know, 70, congratulations right. to him. Right. But he's mm-hmm. still working. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, oh. you know, they've started discussing, you know, should he, like, draw back and right. work less and do all right. this stuff? And he's not even close to planning right. to do it. Because he's kind of like, well, I like my job and maybe I shouldn't work as much, but I don't have anything else to do. Right. So I might as well work. Right. So what I would say to someone who's 70, I always say to the the person, continue working, enjoy your life. There's, There's a lot of value in working, continuing to work, but at the same time, prepare for retirement. Right. Meaning have the have everything in place. If you wanted to pull the trigger, you could. Right. Or if you wanted to continue to work you could so they're still and along preparation. those lines too when you hit 70 if you have any money that's in iras or that wasn't 401ks right that right you've got to start drawing at 70 and a half right so you've got to at least know that also your social security if you're not taking it doesn't get any bigger after 70 so okay. you should definitely start taking it at 70 if you haven't and again and if right. you can wait till 70 to take it that means you've maximized it out right it can't get any bigger you've gotten it to the biggest payout yep. that you could take right right yes. so there are some you know so again someone who's 70 you could be at a really good place to say hey I've gotten this far yep. I haven't yep. had to draw from anything right. yet but then also it's a good time to start looking at that picture <laughs> right right <laughs> and you can still invest in a Roth when you're 70 you're working if you're working yeah you could take your required minimum distributions out of your IRAs and stick them right in a Roth or yep, do conversions you have earned income and, right mm-hmm. right there's all kinds of tax strategizing that uh, we look at there as well and then and that's another good point too cuz i had this question recently about Roths there's two different ways to get money into a Roth and one of them is con- contributing and you have to have earned income you have to be working and have right. earned income not just taxable income. Right. You have to have earned income from a job, but the other way is converting money to a Roth. Right. And there's no limit on how much you can convert. You have to pay the taxes on that money, right. but you can convert money and contribute. And for 2019 now, you can contribute up to 6000 if you're under 50 or another 1000 so a total of seven if you're over 50 but again, you still have this two-week window right. to get it in for 2018 if you haven't. <laughs> right, with your that Roth is a IRAs. big. I mean, there's an urgency with you know certain right. clients that are reaching out to us. We haven't done this yet. We need right. to get in touch. Right. Um, mm. Some new people I'm actually meeting with here coming up this week right. that we still want to get this going for next for last year, right? Because right. that window once it closes, it's it's over. Right, last year's contributions mm-hmm. are over. Well, how do you, as we start to wrap up, how do you really work with your clients to help them manage those emotions? You know what? Part of it, I think, is is making sure that we do a good job getting to know the people up front in right. the beginning, and building trust, and really and right, and building that trust, and um, but really understanding them again, looking at what they've done in the past, how they've done things in the past, because you don't want to change things too drastically for people right. either. I right. think it's really it, it's not. There's some science, and then there's an art to it. Right. And when and I think a lot of that comes with experience, kind of really being able to understand people and how to help walk them through. Education is a big part of it because I think when people understand certain things right. and they say, "Well, that's never been explained to me before," or now I understand it, right. and right. now it makes sense why I would want to do that versus. Right. 
I had this and I didn't understand it. So it was hard for me to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then they understand it and then it makes more sense. Then they feel better about it. So I think part of it's education. Part of it's just knowing the people you're working with and what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And then it's good that, I mean, we hear from people all the time that they feel comfortable asking questions. That's a big thing too. Because if people feel comfortable asking the questions, then they can come to us and we can, again, have the dialogues where they have these questions in their head, but instead of just Googling it and trying to figure it out on their own, they can actually get a question answered that really answers it for their situation. Right. 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 And so next week, I know we're going to have our next edition of The Mom Show. And so we're actually teaming up with one of our other uh, experts this week. We are. Amy. So Dr. Amy with Health Foundations um, asked to collaborate. Yes. So she's hosting the show and having us on. I know you'll be out of town next week. Right. But, you know, one of the keys to health, and Dr. Amy speaks of health, is having comfort and confidence in your finance, your background, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that can cause medical issues. Uh, stress is the, what did they say, 90% of all our medical issues is based on stress. So if you can live your life as stress-free as possible, and for the most part with your finances, yep. what, how wonderful would that be? Definitely. Right, so we're going to team up, and, and Dr. Amy's going to talk about what things should you be doing with your health. And this is specifically for women next week. Women, right. we're talking to you here. Yes. <laughs> women, what should you be doing if you're in your 20s and 30s? With your health, and then I'm going to talk about wealth. Yes. What should you be doing in your 40s and 50s with your health and wealth, and then 60s plus? And this too, we're also going to do uh, team up and do a seminar. Oh, wonderful! That we're going to be able to do a live version and elaborate more um, at Health Foundations on April 25th. So we'll make sure we get that information up um, for the mom sh- for the mom show fans. Will it be, to be on our website? It'll be on the Clear Step website Clearstep as website. well as there's a, a an RSVP through Health Foundations to do that. Perfect. So we'll have all of that for you next week. Remember, you can also find it by going to our website, one, uh, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show. So thank you guys. Thank you. We appreciate thank you. you coming in from Clear Step Financial.